G'day, it's Will. I'll be quick. I'm actually going to be quick. I'm going to be quick. Uh, okay, Patreon. I'm going to talk about Patreon. Uh, Dave Anthony is back for this episode of Fofop, and uh, we have a Patreon page. Uh, what that basically means is uh, if you enjoy any of the podcasts, Fofop, Fofop, Two Guys, One Cup, or Philosophy, uh, uh, then uh, you can contribute to our uh, Patreon page, patreon.com uh, slash tofop. And, you know, you can just give a dollar a month or you could give $2 or whatever, whatever amount. But at different levels, there's different um, sort of reward systems and stuff. So James Fosdyke, the brilliant James Fosdyke, if you haven't seen his Eddie Maguire um, uh, picture that he's done uh, just uh, a couple of days ago, uh, then you got to check that out. It's on the Facebook page for the Tofop Facebook page. But... Uh, James uh, has been working for us uh, for very cheap or for very free sometimes uh, for years and we want to keep him involved in the podcast but he has you know a family of his own and uh, you know a life and a very successful career of his own now so uh, we've got a James Fosdyke level so basically uh, if you contribute 10 bucks 10 bucks a month uh, to that level you're not only contributing to us but you're helping contribute to James and getting him to do cool stuff for the podcast and stuff like that as well uh, so if you're a fan of ours and a fan of James that's probably a good level if you have the money and you like his stuff but as a bonus and this is the cool bit Every second week, he's drawing a like a three-panel cartoon strip uh, from the episode. You know, something we've riffed on. That's something that James has extrapolated on. And uh, there's already been a couple out, and they're fucking brilliant. And I now I get awesome emails from James with things like, uh, "If your dogs." barks were going to be written down what noises would they make and you know then we have to tape our dogs barks and send them through anyway there's a lot of work to it is my point uh so if you like the podcast uh then and and you can contribute contribute that'd be really cool we're trying to save up some money to get over to the la podcast festival and a few things at the moment so uh if you like the podcast and you want to hear them regularly and you uh have the means to support them then that'd be great uh if you do not uh, here's another way you can support it if you like it. Uh, just rate it on iTunes, write a review, uh, pass it around to friends when an episode comes out, quote something about it on the internet or like, you know, send out a message. I know you hear these messages from all podcasters, but it's the truth. Um, if you like the show and you can't contribute financially, but you do want to contribute something, uh, a retweet or a message about it or a, a kind review, those sort of things. Uh, can really encourage the people who are, you know, kind of hopefully, you know, like all the podcasts I listen to, I know they put in a great deal of work to entertain me every week. So uh, that's what the Patreon's all about if you want to contribute. If you don't, then, you know, that's okay too. Uh, Come and see a show or uh, just keep listening to the podcast. All right. I hope you enjoyed this one. I really enjoyed uh, talking today. If we just did this this afternoon. So you, you are hearing it fresh. Also recorded one with the fabulous Laura House, who's a first-time guest, Charlie. So that'll be coming up next week or the week after. So um, some good episodes coming up. I've got a Daniel Sloss episode up my sleeve too as well. Sleeve two as well. Uh, make sure you go and check out the uh, two-part 250th uh, episode celebrations as well. Uh, they were two really cool episodes. So anyway, all right, that'll do. Um, enjoy this. Talk to you later. The following episode of Fofop is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello, welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and returning guest Charlie Clawson. I've, I've forgotten the count already. What did I say you were last time? 73? 70? <sighs> I don't know. I don't remember. In the 70s, uh, making his uh, 70-something return. Uh, it, that's a whole podcast, by the way. That is like really is like, you know. Uh, yeah, I guess One it is. day we'll just separate that off. Into oh, its yeah, shoot it chunk. off into its own. Uh... Yeah, it can have its own <laughs> world as well. I need an extra podcast. Do- that's what I need. Dofop? Yeah. So we were just having an actual conversation. 50, what is it, 50 odd foot of uh, pod, podcast? So, so it'd be 50 yeah. odd foot of Dave. Dave. Fofod. 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 That's actually not bad. Fofod. <laughs> Fofod. <laughs> what do you like? Yeah, I need to make it more com- uh, confusing for people on the internet. <laughs> like sometimes I'll have somebody going, hey, uh, I don't want to like uh, cause a fuss or whatever, but just can you explain to me what the difference is between Tofop and Fofop? And then oh, I get God. all fucking George R. R. Martin about it. And I'm like, I'll finish it. I'll explain it in 2023. <laughs> Fuck you. Work it's it out hard. yourself. So, I don't even really know. Yeah, but it's, it's also a range so, of things. It's a feeling. It's a gist. It's a vibe. I, yeah, there's Fofop. something that people don't understand about podcasts, which is, you know, a lot of people discover them late and then they would like answers to questions that we have answered a million times or we don't remember right i don't know it happens all the time all the time all the time i get quotes sent at me on the dollop on the you know wherever and i have no idea what people are talking about all the time people will send me links you know to articles that further reference something that we were talking about in the podcast 23 but it's so far like the other day this is true a friend of mine just sent me uh some random pictures of people who dress up their horses And, oh. and for the life of me, you have no idea. I had no idea. No idea. Yeah, but and you just go thank you. But funny, <laughs> like, I mean, people go to a lot of effort to dress up their horses. In fact, can what, you no, pass is a, it is it actual? It's can actually. You, can you pass me this computer? I'm going to see if I can Google oh, people. I thought, I thought you meant like it was animated or Photoshop. It's real. No, no, this is like you know how like people dress up their dogs or whatever. Yeah, people do the same thing for horses. Well, why like, wouldn't you? I mean, you see that majestic beast, and you and you can only think, think, oh, how great would that look in a dress? <laughs> yeah, or just some lederhosen. I've got to get it a, a leopard onesie. That's what a horse needs. Uh, what would I Google? People who dress up their horses. Yeah, I, I mean, that, I think that's the simplest way to go. Yeah, right. Look at this. What are we, five minutes in? We're already Googling? Yeah, I mean, welcome back. I had a break. I was telling you that. That's why we were having this, an actual conversation. We were in front of these microphones having an actual actual conversation about I know. the world and stuff. And we had to stop because we realized we were getting into too interesting of a conversation. Right. We were like, better fucking record this shit. And now, <laughs> now we have not talked about that really interesting thing at all. <laughs> and I am Googling people who dress up their horses. Well, so, we'll get back to it. Sorry. Welcome I'd, back to Fofop. I'd answer uh, a text from my wife. So, so images. I'm going to say people who dress up their horses. Images. Here we mm-hmm. go. All right. That. Uh, no. This is. I've, I'm getting a lot of, of people who dress up. Oh, here we go. All Can right, I just say, go. if I had a horse, I think I would just put a pork pie hat on it. Well, it's funnily enough, the first image <laughs> I've got is actually oh, not. Yeah. Oh wow. That can't be real. Is that real? Yeah, that's real. That's a horse in a three-piece uh, tweed suit. Jesus, the tailoring. I mean, how do you get... Imagine the tailor I mean, gets that call. I mean, I assume it's, yeah, not off the rack. Uh, can I, you come... Yeah, just come by the store at uh, around two. Uh, yeah, this might be a... Th- can you... Do you do home visits? Because this is actually... I don't think I can bring the customer to the store. By the way, if you are Googling along at home, 
it is not very long before you find uh, mostly sexual pictures of people dressed up as horses. I mean, how it far flips. away? That's always not that far oh, away. Oh my God. Is, is that real? Hang on. How great would it be on. if one of those pictures was Charlie? I've just seen that one of the most disturbing things that I have. What are those? That's fucking? a big, that's a big thing you're saying. Okay. All right. Now, this, I hope this is not actually true, but I'm about to Google something and see if this is... Oh, I, like, I like when a man, oh, when a man Googles no. something funny and then he quickly goes down a rabbit hole and on a podcast is just muttering, oh, no, oh, oh, no, oh no, oh, no, this can't be. Uh, this cannot be. All right. So we have... We have before on this podcast talked about uh, Fleshlight. And we have never talked about Fleshlight? No, we have talked about Fleshlight. But yeah, yeah okay. We've spoken about Fleshlight before, uh, at the male masturbation device. And uh, since then, uh, the lady who runs marketing for Fleshlight has come and seen me do set lists and true? some stand-up comedy. Oh, that's amazing. And afterwards, as a present, sent me to my house, to my apartment here in Los Angeles, two Fleshlights. Like, a, I got a boxer box. Box so, in a box. Okay. Like a Russian Well, that's bowl. nice. Like a big one and Wait, a little one. How did she have your address? She got it off her friend who, like, this, okay. is, this, this is how I know this story. We have a, a mutual friend who was like, hey, uh, yeah. you know, this lady who's the you know, PR person from, saw you at the gig and can I get your address? She wants to send you a, like, so, yeah. you know, there was a middle person in this, but yes. I don't think there's ever been, there probably isn't a more discussed topic on podcasts than the Fleshlight. But that's because it is a, a major advancement in male masturbation. I mean, this is the fleshlight age. So yeah. But I, th- I feel like this is the this is the jumping the shark. Fleshlights have officially jumped oh, the shark. Have we? Yeah, because you can officially get My Little Pony fleshlights. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Vote Trump. Make America great again. <laughs> like this is what happened under Obama. Obama let this happen. Where's his? Le- He's got a few months less. Where does he stand on people fucking My Little Pony flashlights? Like Dave, they're in the colours of the ponies. Can I see it? You can see it. Is it? But it looks uh, like it cannot be real, but it's real. I've looked it up. Oh my god! Right. So you've got all the little ponies oh, like lined colors. up there, and then you've got the colours, the specific colours. Oh wow! I mean that's. Wrong. I mean, well done, world. I mean, look, there's a, there's clearly fucking, a market. And we're surprised by Brexit and fucking Trump. <laughs> and people are jacking off into My I Little Pony flashlights. Like the whole range too. Like, do you get your favorite? Is it weirder to have a favorite? Or is it just like what, once you've... Favorite color or favorite pony? Okay, I'm asking you this. Yeah. Go, so you've, you've got to the point where you've decided, you know what? I love those My Little Ponies. Yeah. And I do believe there is a specific My Little Pony fetish, right? Yeah, yeah, clearly. And I guess technically it's just a sexual fetish and it doesn't hurt anybody and who are we to judge? It's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's judge a little bit. Right, right. <laughs> you know what? We're, we're not quite fully enlightened yet. If we, if we've, you know what? If we've got to a time, Dave, where we cannot have an adult conversation about people fucking My Little Pony flashlights, then you know what? Political correctness has gone bad. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's a nanny state. <laughs> uh, all right. So here we go. 
by the way, I uh, have a house guest because Amy and Bonnie have been here and uh, Bonnie's Bye. just leaving the house then. She's got a and, nice summer hat on. You know, like uh, I imagine Bonnie's never heard the podcast before and this is what she's oh, heard of it. Yeah, no, of course she that, walks that, out that, in the middle she of... walks out 10 minutes in. We've I literally look, walked no. the room. This is the new walking the I room. Was, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to stay in the other room and listen, but right. um, this it's just... Is, this uh, is horrible. I'm amazed that they're grown men, but yeah. okay. Okay, so uh, there's six in the range. So I guess there's six My Little Ponies. Um, and so you've decided now, and this is the thing, you're not hurting anyone, I guess, right? You've I just mean, decided... I, hurting, love my- I think you're hurting yourself and your own self-esteem and... Uh, karmically, how you feel about you belong in the world is damaged. But other than that... But maybe it's not. Maybe it's like that's the frustration, the reason that they're angry at work or whatever is that they just don't have this release. Like, who's to deny them that? Maybe this is all they need. I'm not saying... You know what I mean? I'm not saying you deny them that, but I am saying that they themselves... Uh Want to fuck ponies? Yeah, my, little ponies, little ponies, cartoon ponies, little pony. Because they, because and that that because of how society is, that uh-huh. that makes them f- like feel like they are doing something wrong, right. on a level. But maybe in some, yeah, that's true. But maybe in some other society, if you believe in that quantum mechanics, multi-world sort of you know thing, sure, there is another world that is just like oh, ours, they're all fucking ponies, except where they're all fucking ponies, and the people who want to fuck other humans are the freaks. <laughs> now that was a great episode of Sliders. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, best quantum leap ever. <laughs> Wait, what? Hang on. Wait, what are we doing? Are doing Here's your pony, sir. <laughs> what? Hang on. <laughs> that would be great. We've talked on the podcast before. Well, we haven't, but I, like it often comes up on Tofop Fofop is the idea of the quantum leap reboot and what, what yeah. that would be. But we, the thing that we've never really examined in is, is how fucked up you could oh, make it super now. Super fucked up. Like you could really make it like uh, what's that brilliant um, UK series where John May, uh, where the Prime Minister fucked the pig? Uh, Black, oh, oh, uh, Black. Black Mirror. Yeah. Right? You could really kind of go a bit that direction with your new quantum yeah. leap as well and like throw him into scenarios of like, oh, oh the world is like really kind of different and Super fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah. Although they just did, they're currently doing a massive episode of Black Mirror in, uh, in England right now called Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's, let's get off the ponies. All of us, by the way. That's just a message to everybody in the audience. Leave the ponies alone. Step away from your pony. Uh, and let's talk about that, like, you know, the world and the state of the world because, you know, because fucking what is going on? Does it affect, I can, I mean, yes. it, does it affect yes. Me your dollar? Yes. Is the dollar, is the Australian dollar plummeting? The Australian dollar has not quite yet plummeted, but it, like all the predictions are in the papers today that it will. Mm-hmm. Um and then that'll affect me here because this apartment is already too expensive for me at the moment right. now with our dollar. So if it drops even more, I'm probably just going to have to get rid of it, I'd say. I just can't afford it anymore. Right. Which would be a pain in the ass. Particularly because, you know, when you go, I did, I, I had nothing to do. You fuckers. Yeah. Like voting that way and you fucked me. Like, you know, but that's it's just so... life. That's how it works. But it's crazy that they went. Like, it's crazy. I mean, it's the way that though. that's divided. That country. Well, this country and that country. Right. But even just like Brexit itself, like, I mean, the trickle on, the trickle on, the fucking, you know, the next step, uh, this might be. I mean, 
you got to look at like Scotland because Scotland Scotland's going to go in, right? They're going to they break away. Stay, and that referendum was fucking 50-50 last time. Yeah, they'll that, break away in a heartbeat now right. and join the so European Scotland's Union. Scotland's gone. There's a lot of talk about Northern Ireland now and all those sort of like yeah. you know what the you've got a country divided between London, you know, the kind yeah. of the city and the like you know this is the always the kind of you know, and what's happened in America where you suddenly just have blue states and red states and mm. no one fucking in between, you know, this country divided against each other. And, but you also look at things like Australia. Like, how can we as a country still be part of the fucking Commonwealth and not be a fucking republic? Like, when this shit is the thing that we've tied ourselves to. Well, but like how, these, how are like, you I mean, guys, how are you guys, because this is all about inequality. So, how are you guys? With the inequality in Australia, is it as bad as America? Is it as bad as England? I mean, it, well, it, look, it probably is for our indigenous communities and for a section of our rest of our population. Yeah. Yes, yes, of course. Like everywhere that has capitalism and the free market, because the way the free market works is has the, like it eventually. It's a, that's why capitalism is has been such a great thing for emerging economies. Essentially, sure. for you to have an emerging economy, capitalism is ha, has been the best mechanism we have had to quickly emerge an economy. But like introducing a fucking you know pest into somewhere to kill yeah. off something, sometimes then by the nature of what it is, when you apply that same system to a, a, an economy that has already emerged, what it does is then naturally just because that's how capitalism works rich people get richer and poor get poorer yes. because it's the nature of the system it's this crazy thing where it's like you apply one system to get to something and then we never step back and have this conversation of going well now that we're here what would be a better system to right like in terms of things like population in world resources you know if we'd had a conversation like you know 20 30 years ago about or maybe we don't need this system now where everyone is forced to constantly populate and everyone is forced to blah 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 maybe we're at a number now where we should have a different system yeah. that is more about you know making sure you know everybody else has this system and then when you get to this point we kind of maintain it and yeah. you know that's when you talk about things like the environment and things like you know those resources and food and you know uh, you know water and all these sort of things concentrate on having a manageable the society right but we didn't do that. We did the opposite. We went into hyper-capitalism in America and England. The globalization that literally they just said, well, a bunch of people are going to be fucked. And we'll help people in those smaller countries. But in America, just a bunch are going to be fucked. Right. And that doesn't jive with democracy, as we just saw in England. Well, and I mean as we're seeing with Trump people, and, and it doesn't work. It, and Bernie people, it, it there's too many people left behind. I've said it over here all the time, and this is why I think Australia has been a little bit more protected from it. That's what I'm wondering. Because it our, seems like it. Because our safety net has always been so high. Yeah. <clears throat> we have always constantly, and still are, even with the cuts and the things that they're trying to do, you know, because they're trying to make it worse. Yeah. Um, you know, very high on uh, minimum wage per hour. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, really It makes high. a huge difference. Makes a huge difference, yeah. right? Because the minimum wage, and this is what people forget, and, you know, this idea that we're a society, not in a fucking competition against each right, other. Right, you guys right? are a society. America's not a society. But, you know, but they're trying to tear it apart and have been successful in a lot of areas, sure. right? And so you have this idea of a society where... We agreed the idea of the minimum wage was meant to be if you worked 40 hours a week or whatever the fuck it was we decided you had to work, we would pay you a wage whereby you could 
survive. You know, yeah. you could send your kids to school and we would provide a system where it was affordable enough on a minimum wage to be able to like, you know, you know, pay your rent and send your kids to school and live. Yeah. Like maybe not in a grand way, but but to, at least you're not exist, at least you're right? not struggling to to buy food. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what but in America, like when I first came here, you know, I would just be overwhelmed by those ideas of like people would be working three minimum wage jobs. Yeah. Well, they're not minimum wage jobs then. If you have to work three of them, no, it's just like you know what I mean. Like you should have not to, at all, right? Yeah, it makes no sense. And then you have this massive disparity, you know, particularly in America with that you know statistic about the Walmart family owning as much as the what bottom fifty percent almost of all Americans, while that, um, so many of their employees are on food stamps, on food stamps, and can't afford Christmas presents, and yeah. you know all these sort of things. That the system is set up in that in equal a fashion. I mean, of course, at some point. All those like people who are there are going to be so many people that they're going to start looking at each other and going, why does that one person have everything? Yes. And why do we have nothing? That's where we are. Right. But what happens before that is that these rich people, the powerful people, they control the media, right? Yes. So what happens before all that, and that's what we're seeing the ramifications of now is the best way... <laughs> I, I mean, I tweeted this yesterday, but it's such a fucking, you know, but anyway, I said, like, when life gives you lemons, read a Murdoch newspaper and realize that people are coming on boats to take your lemons. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But that's what they do first. Yeah. Because the, like, cause the thing that we should be doing is looking up and going, you're the problem. But luckily for them, they have newspapers and people they employ to tell you every day that it's not them. It's somebody else coming across the border or somebody else who blah, 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 or whatever. Who's come. So that gets mixed in first. Right, right. There, there always nativism and, and the anger at immigrants comes up. But there still is so when a this... general sense of – there is a – general sense among these masses that something is wrong at the top and let's face it brexit was a go fuck yourself right to the so elites th- so this is what i'm saying is the problem is because if, if you just went from the rich people getting rich and being in control to all the poor people being going hey hang on yeah together yeah that all be on the same page a lot more right. but what happens is by the time they're all together They've all got these fucking extreme you right. know, solutions that it's like it's about immigrants, which are about fucking halal. Right. Then they're fighting each fucking, other. Right. Yeah. Whereas they should all be together because the real problem is at the heart of what everyone's having a problem with is the massive disparity and inequality that is built into the system. And, but it's not. But uh, I, I would actually. It wasn't. It, it wasn't always built into the system. The system has changed. So for us, it changed in the 90s with Bill Clinton, whereas the and it started changing in the 70s. But Democrats were the working man's party. And then they decided consciously to not be. And they and when you have no one fighting for the working class and you just have they're essentially doling out social progress and fucking everyone with economic progress at the same time. Eventually that breaks. And so we're now at a place where there's no working man's party and this is the result. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And the, but the problem is, and this goes back to that idea of like the free market being good for some things, but eventually destroying itself. Sure. It's the same with politics. The minute that money gets into politics, the idea that you have to have a billion dollars to run an election campaign, and we're even seeing Trump run into trouble now with like, you know, I mean, like yeah. even even if you're at that level of it, like the money is so fucking massive and you have yeah. to be able to raise such a big amount of money that suddenly the it all becomes about money. Right. So the power gets inherently 
It's like in Australia, you know, the Liberal Party, like in an election in 2014 or like 13, wherever the fuck it was, right? Like in the last few years, had one woman in their 40 person, you know, cabinet after the election and said, well, we, we promote on merit. Nah, no, you don't. Because it, <laughs> no. No, the system's broken. Because if there right. is, if you look at something, if you honestly believe that women, and in Australia, women graduate university in that age group at a higher rate than men. So at that starting point there, if you just go, they're all equal there. By the time they got into there, you couldn't find 20 of them. You, could, you found one? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's, you, you've got to look at the system and go, well, if this is what the system's producing, then the system is clearly, I mean, it's what? like the constitution. Of course, it's biased towards white, rich right. men because it was written by white, rich, white, rich men. men. Yeah, and you can't even necessarily blame white, rich men for that. Write what you know, but that's why you're meant to have heaps of fucking voices in the room. Right? There's not one. The fact that we uh, have this religious adherence to a document that was written by a bunch of white dudes is fucking insane. Where not one woman's voice, and everyone's like, "That's the way it is." No, it should be changed. Honestly, the document is old. It was written by old rich white guys. Mate, I won't watch it. a fucking sitcom from the fucking 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and you expect me to follow the fucking... I mean, come on. No, it's completely insane. And look, the... I can't remember what I was going to say. Okay, Brexit, Trump, uh, Bernie, working class people... Anyway, I was going to say it's the role of money in politics. The bigger the money gets into the system, the, the more oh. that they have to, uh, you know, do everything for donors. The more they get in the pockets of people, the more they have to do favors to the big end of town. The more they have to look after where the money comes from, because the only way for them to run these campaigns and you know play politics is to have that money. And that's and again, then they, and then they can't. So so there's this big movement, populism movement, right? Bernie and Trump yeah. from opposite sides, yeah, absolutely. And those people greatly greatly outnumber the people who think it's fine. Right. Because there's two sides of massive people. And yeah. then in the middle, there's these people who are barely hanging on yeah. to their power. It, the system, the way we have it set up, can't change because the Supreme Court is the worst body making decisions of all. They're the ones who are really putting this all in play. They're the ones who made corporations people in the early 1900s. They're the ones who just passed Citizens United, which means anybody can spend anything. So our our court of law is the most corrupt and fucked uh, body of all. And they're the ones setting the agenda. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about America that's different to our system because we don't have that, like, you know, at the end of the day, the parliament is the final arbiter of, you know, kind of the laws. And so it, we sometimes... Isn't that how it should be? I mean... Yeah, I mean... It yeah. doesn't make we any sense to have it otherwise. We sometimes look on in fondness when it does something like uh, the, you know, marriage equality thing. And, you know, from Australia, we go, oh, I wish we could have someone who could just kind of come in and go, sure. you fucking idiots. Like, yeah. you know, everyone's decided. Stop arguing about it, you fucking Muppets. You know, yeah. the kids are dying, you know, just fucking settle, yeah. you know. Um I assume that's how they say it, right? <laughs> that's how the Australian Supreme Court would be. Fucking, the fucking Supreme Court, mate. <laughs> fucking, mate. Fucking, we get a Supreme pizza and then we fucking make some decisions about this fucking country. And it's like, fucking bullshit, mate. Let fucking puss get married. All right, fucking settled. Let's have some pizza. <laughs> fucking Supreme Court. We eat Supreme nachos. Wait, do you guys not have a Supreme Court? Oh, yeah, but we have the High Court. But high yeah, court. yeah, but, but it's but not the same thing. It doesn't hold the same. It doesn't have leverage. The, no, 
No, I mean, legally, if you have a legal issue, you take it to the high court or a constitutional issue, I guess. But like, yeah, I, I mean, I well, don't know. It doesn't like in the same way as your country operates. I feel like in Australia, mostly it's in the hands of, you know, you feel like the, the laws are made by the politicians the, and then enacted by the Yeah, so hopefully they can be swayed. System. Well, because, yeah. because our system, that this is the most clearly clear example that it was set up by rich white guys is that the Supreme Court is, is essentially a system created <laughs> with lifelong judge appointments right so you can keep all your shit in place there's right. no getting around that fucking you have to wait until these people die and then put new ones in i mean that's crazy too like to me which is like because you have the two the two term like because in australia you you, know, you can be prime minister for as long as you want yeah i mean these days it's about 12 months and then we get sick of you and yeah. then we kick you yeah. out all right maybe you but, you know, but, but you can do it for forever if you want but well, it wasn't always but, that way i mean you know the reason it got turned was because a democrat was in there for so long right you know and then as soon as the next party came into power they were like let's stop that let's put that an end to that but shouldn't they have limits on uh, supreme court terms as of well of course why wouldn't they why, wouldn't why, they? why would you want someone staying in there till they were fucking 95 if they wanted to right mind boggling and stupid there's I a guy wouldn't... in the corner going what about pudding like what right like it should be a, a, there should be fucking terms you get in there for he eight literally, years and then you move on he li- literally thinks every case is an episode of matlock Here's something. No, you (laughs) making a joke. They don't know how electronics. They don't fucking understand anything because they're so old. Old. Yeah. There are so many of them that don't know what email is. Same thing with our our Congress people. They don't use email. They don't. I talked to one of our uh, a lawyer when we were involved in this podcasting. Um. Uh. A copyright thing where we we sent a lawyer to to. Um. You know. We we fundraised a bunch of money and we sent a, a couple lawyers up to Congress to deal with this issue. And I talked to one of them and she's like, I was like, so what happened today? Did you, were you able to uh, talk about the issue? How do they feel about this, this copyright bullshit? And she said, I spent most of the day trying to explain an email to them. This was two years ago. Right. And then she had to leapfrog to podcast. (laughs) I mean, I've done one for five years and I, I don't know, understand what it is. I, I couldn't explain what it was to anyone. How do you explain that to some 95-year-old guy drooling into his pudding? It's also that, that that's money. Like, they're rich people. They don't have to sit down and right. send a bunch of emails back and forth. I mean, some of them do, and some of them are on top. But if you're rich and you don't want to do something, yeah. you don't have to do anything. Somebody else will do it for you. Yeah, yeah, someone will do it. Hey, yeah. could you send that guy a thing? Yeah. And their assistants are doing it. They're yeah. not actually I'm doing gonna shit. Dic- I'm going to dictate a letter to you. Yeah. I've seen television. Yeah. I see how rich bosses work. You dictate things. That well, always impressed me in TV shows where somebody said, sit down, I'm going to dictate a letter and oh, someone would fuck. type it up. I was like, fuck off. That, yeah. Like I write my show and I still can't remember it in order. I, Someone's <laughs> dictating a fucking letter. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, God, we're so fucked. Okay. That's all I know. Mm. All I know is we're completely fucked. Uh, I, I mean, it does feel more and more like that every Look, there's, day. There's, the thing and, about Brexit. Yeah. If you break it down, it's not as extreme as in America. The old people against the young people. Yeah. And the old people are kicking the young people in the face and saying, just fucking take it. Right. We're tired of your entitled bullshit when they're the most, the, I'm sorry, baby boomers are the most entitled, fucked up generation that has ever been. Well, the baby boomers also just fucking got there at the right time. 
They got so, everything they wanted. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you just get to the party at the fucking sweet spot. They really did. Right? And then they think that everyone else should act like them. And you're like, you guys, it's it's like, the they, baby, it's like they rolled into a party. Yeah. They did all, they, they drank all the, yeah. uh, they drank everything. They smoked all the pot. Right. They they did all the they did all the cocaine. Yeah. Uh, some of them started shooting heroin, and then they just started putting holes in the wall and breaking the television and pissing and shitting everywhere. And then and then the um, millennials walked in and they went, hey, "It's fucking great, right? It's a good party." And you're like, "No, it's actually it's, there's shit everywhere." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really is true, though. I mean, that's just. And I don't know if they, you know, were on purpose doing that, but that is just, you know, where they were in the evolution of human, you know, they had, they got to the, the you know, the party when the tab was on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like open, that's open thing. bar. It was open bar. Yeah. And they were like, yeah. this will last forever. We mm-hmm. do some of that shit ourselves though, you know, like I like, keep yeah. reading about bluefin tuna going away. Like, <sighs> and I still walk past fucking sushi places where like they've got a little fucking train and like it's going around on the fucking train. Yeah. And then if it's there for 10 minutes, they throw it away out the right. back. Like, that's our version of that still. It is. Like, I mean, there's still some of that. I mean, there's still a lot of that going on. But, man, like, I saw that st- a statistic in Australia that I, speaking of that minimum wage idea, because I've been reading a lot about um, uh, what, way, the ways that cities change when people, ordinary people can't live in them anymore. Right. So, like, you know, what does Sydney become when a, a, a teacher or a nurse or whatever can no longer afford to live in, like, Sydney at Which all? Sydney is the greatest example of this crazy globalization rich taking places over in the world, right? Like, Sydney is... So it's the second most expensive place to live behind Hong Kong, I believe, at the moment. I and mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, I'm lucky enough that kind of i'm at that you know because i'm gen x i guess right yeah and uh so i got you know the boomers got the kind of you know when the party was like you know going strong whenever i could buy a house but gen x kind of got there at the end where you know yeah you could slip in like it was still a good party yeah it wasn't like oh for sure look my 90s were fucking awesome yeah exactly (laughs) don't get me wrong like and you know in the new technology age you know there was kind of it's it's been a kind of sweet spot and yeah you know i'll die mostly before all the major shit goes wrong you know like You know, what I mean, we can like, talk about that. But, I think. but you know, what I mean, like, even it's like, I, I, I don't know if I've got, even at my least optimi- optimistic about the world, I still feel like that I probably have less left than the world. Like, do you know what I mean, like, I would say I used to think that, and yeah. in the past year, I have uh, flip flopped on that one. I mean, it is definitely <laughs> feel like it's speeding up a These, little bit. Yeah, it's it's uh it's gone it's into gone overdrive a little quicker than I. <laughs> I my uh, if you see my graph, it's it's much slower and gradual than what's happening right now. I mean, just when you look around the world and everything is a plot point from a post-apocalyptic movie, like everything, like the shit that Facebook's doing, like the shit that all the online, like I mean, all these things, you just keep every day. There's a new robot in the paper that can do something. They just fucking had like a crazy a crazy robot in the news, and it's this giant monstrosity thing with four legs it looks like a uh, like a like a a table out of a futuristic yeah. nightmare right and it's like this thing can serve you coffee i'm like i don't want that thing anywhere fucking near me it looks like it's terrifying it's fucking from skynet ikea <laughs> it's like build your own terminator at home that's what that is would you like some coffee sir <laughs> no right just eating human meatballs of the rebellion just, yeah i mean i turned your dog into coffee I mean, it's crazy. I mean, the way the world is going. Well, my but just pro- with everything too. Like, I mean, even 
Like, you know, we were talking about like people fucking My Little Pony fleshlights, right? Why wouldn't they? Because... <laughs> What else is left? What else is left? How about the tiny pleasures of just sitting in your home fucking a pony? I mean, but in the old days, you know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about this, like the old days, like when you were a kid, like when we were kids. I know this must sound like the biggest old man fucking thing to say. And when I was 15 years old, I would have loved to have been able to see pornography, your 15-year-old oh, yeah, yeah, boy, yeah. right? Yeah. But I couldn't. It was not available it was to me. not at all. Like literally the first time that I saw a, like a woman naked was when I saw a, a woman naked. Right. There is no one alive let that, me tell, that that's going to happen to anymore. When I was young, I don't know until what age, I thought the vagina was way up higher, like right in the middle oh, of yeah. the like pubic hair. belly button is? Oh, no. Right. <laughs> how, would I know any, how would I know any different? I, I hadn't seen one, so I no. just figured, well, that's where yeah, it is. It's right one. in the middle of that hair patch. It would make patch. sense that the hair would grow around it. Right. It would be in the middle. <laughs> like a donut hole or and whatever. Then, and then you're like 12 and you see a picture and you go, oh, oh that's yeah, where right. it is. Yeah. Yeah, we had no fucking idea. No, of course not. Like, and... And that's without even, you know, going into the rest of the idea that most of it's actually internal and then that's a whole mystery of its own. <laughs> so I still don't understand. Grab it. Sam and Frodo. <laughs> You're gonna need some Elven bread <laughs> and a map. So three movies, nine hours. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely. But these days, you know, so what level of desensitization do you have then to like by the t- like is the natural result of that that people are just gonna look for more and more extreme you know, thrills. Is that genuinely what happens because the things that would have been because thrilling. Because everything is, is breaking down and they see an, I mean, on some level you're seeing an end. I'm sorry, there's a hair on this that keeps getting in my yeah, face. Yeah, I can see. I can. Um, um, this too, I don't know where they've come from, but, but okay, they're both so, there. I mean, part of this is, is, is part of what's happening in all this, a big equation, a big part of the equation is the internet. And, and, so it gives people more knowledge, but it also leads people to more extremes. Right. So as you as you put the puzzles together, which you can now get more information on. Right. Like when I see stuff now, I realize you realize how like there's this huge famine coming in Africa, but people can't pay attention to it because because there were droughts in Syria a few years ago, which led to a civil war, which led to a total destabilization of a region. And then all those people started going to Europe. So Europe is not paying attention to the coming famine, like all these pieces. Like if you look at the whole thing, it gets so overwhelming. So why not just go jerk off to a pink flashlight that has a pony head on it? I mean, well, because that, that stuff you can't solve, right? Because right. Of the, because of the Rothschilds. And so, and right? so, and so, and yeah, That's what I'm talking you know what I'm about. Saying? It you was know, a false okay, flag. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a, a friend of mine, and a, well, a, an old friend of mine, someone I used to do stand up with in Australia who now lives in America somewhere and is a, uh, a well, I guess, a conspiracy theory person, I guess is yeah. the best. Uh, and she is someone that I still like, but like the things that she posts are the opposite of my opinions uh-huh. on things, like the complete opposite. And she's, you know, very much into the idea of like, you know, vaccines are poison and, oh, you know, yeah, all yeah. those sort of, and like, yeah. you know, long articles about people awakening to the truth. And, yeah. and I actually kind of, I think I, I follow her partly actually just kind of for research. I'm like, I it's would. nice to have someone in the community just to see what the, like, you know, is going on in there. Yeah. And well, it's just like the same way right now I'm engaging gun nuts on Facebook because I'm doing a 
show about guns. Right. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I did. I did. People are like, "Why are you talking to them?" And I'm like, uh, "I know why I'm talking." You ever, been, have you ever been fishing? <laughs> uh, so here's what you need: you need some bait <laughs> and a net. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, what was the point I was making on that? Sorry. Um, uh, oh shit. So conspiracy theories. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So her big one is false flags. Man, that that it's mind-boggling, and when it comes to guns, insanely heinous. Right. But it's how do you you can't argue against it. Right. It's the perfect conspiracy theory, right? Right. Yeah. The false flag. Uh, so the idea that a government like plans an event. You know, in order to, well, in this case, in most of these cases, to, you know, reclaim people's guns. That's always good. Yeah, that's it. The majority yeah. of them are always behind I'm guns. I mean, guns, there's, there's right? a large, yeah. I wouldn't say large, but there's a group of people out there who believe that Sandy Hook, an elementary school, was fake. Right. And no kids actually died, and they attack the parents all the time. And parents of dead kids. Parents yes. of kids that were parents killed, and, dead uh, where there is evidence, and you know, mir- there's been. If you really want to read about it, there's been some great articles just recently that kind of explored some of those stories and how terrible yeah. you know, these false flag accusations could be for real people. So they started doing about the uh, the nightclub shooting, the Pulse nightclub shooting. Yeah, right away, right away, straight straight away. Yeah, and uh, and she's really you know, subscribes to that and has been posting a lot of stuff. Can I just put an idea out there? Yeah. If anybody wants to shoot up a fat a false flag uh, group meeting, <laughs> I think I think if the false flag people ever have some sort of convention or get together, that would be an amazing place to do a shooting. Right. <laughs> That's what we should start. We should start a false flag convention. Yeah. Yeah. And then false flag con. <laughs> you know, come dressed as your favorite false flag conspiracy. Come dress as your favorite not real shooting victim. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Get them all in one room. Yeah. Well, that's what I always think we should do with the anti-vaxxers. You oh. get all the anti-vaxxers in the same room. Yeah. You know, like get him to a Rob Schneider movie premiere where he does a speech at the start about how he doesn't believe in vaccines. Fuck. And then you can say he's an hour and a half movie about anal rape. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He's the guy I should believe. I subscribe to... <laughs> to juice Bigelow's opinions. Oh, God. Yeah, get, yeah, and then just get someone to cough. That's yeah. all you need. Lock the doors. Um, Do you engage her when she ta- when she discusses these false flag things? No. Is no. she Australian or is she American? She's Australian, but uh-huh. she lives here. But she, oh, she lives here. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, I don't follow closely enough or engage with her closely enough to, but you know, someone I liked, but someone who just, I have some other friends who I've heard are anti-vaxxers who are smart people who I I, 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 can, I completely, I constantly have this thing of going, oh, I've just got to avoid being drunk at a party yes. where they are because yes. I can bite my tongue up to a certain point, but there is a fucking point where I will not bite my tongue. No, that. there are certain things that put me over the edge and yeah. that's one of them for sure. Just have to avoid a, a trigger situation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. You should get trigger warnings for real life. It's not not enough that they're for internet articles. I want real life trigger warnings. I want something to say, hey, Will, uh, good to have you at the party. I just need to warn you before you go in there that uh, the couple in the corner, they are anti-vaxxers and they will want to talk about it. Uh, If you go over there near the barbecue, you're going to find some people who think that climate change is an entire myth. So if you're... (laughs) 
if you're not in the mood for that, you might not want to engage in that one as well. And uh, oh, the guys in the tr- in the Make America Great hat. Well, I mean that that is not that ironic. Gives it away. Yeah, that yeah. That, I just like to say he's not wearing that ironic look. I I think that this we may have actually found something that would work for Google Glass. Oh, real life trigger warnings. So you have you yes. put on the glasses and you can see like right above people what their stupid ideas are. So so it chaps into Facebook. Facebook. It knows what they're posting, and then it pops up above them and says, uh, "This person's super I mean, no homeopathy and 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 vaccination." You know what, Dave? Like literally, you you've nailed it. <laughs> because I remember this years ago. I I saw someone at a party, and I could not remember what their name was. And I remember going into a toilet and looking up. Their oh Facebook yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Because I knew like they were the friends of the friend. And yeah. I could find it through there. Yeah. And then you go out not only knowing who it is, but I did do that thing of going and you down you knew. thing. And you're like, you know, so you go and say, hey, Daniel, how are you, man? You still in the Pearl Jam? <laughs> <laughs> is your relationship still complicated? And then it gets weird. How was your weekend at the zoo last zoo, week? Was so, you have a good on, time at the zoo? You had some beers afterward, yeah, did you? right. <laughs> <laughs> but that is you're absolutely right that's what your google glass or whatever you need you know it, even just faces or whatever and so you could set it to facial recognition you could set it to like interesting facts or whatever if you're going to think you wear your yeah. google glasses and it, it brings st- it up it would stop a lot of weird conflict i mean and it doesn't have to be like a weird creepy thing you could actually register on your facebook or on you your specific page mm. to i'm going to a party today um, you know, say your kid's been sick, right? Yeah. And you know that everybody at the party is going to like ask you about your sick kid. Yeah. Like you could kind of program into this thing. He's fine. Like you could load, the kid's fine. Happy to hear, you know, happy for you to say, you know, whatever, but don't want to we talk, don't too talk about, about it. too much. Oh my God, it. that's totally coming. That's totally coming. I mean, see, but this is how the robots get us because suddenly we're like, oh, that is a good idea. I'd love that. And they're like, well, you'll need a chip in your head. And we're like, oh, well, uh, okay, I'll put a chip in my head. Okay. Zap. Yeah. Remember, I'm pro- sorry, we're turning you off. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. The government is monitoring all our information. Anyway, I'm going to put all my information on the internet because I'm too lazy to walk to a shop. <laughs> <laughs> I assume this website is safe, right? Ugh. Yeah. I mean, everything. Everything's out there now. Do you know what's funny is the um, the generation after the millennials are being known for uh, uh, hiding all their information, so they're not. So they're they're largely coming up at an age where they know to keep everything secret. So they're encoding. They're doing oh. all this. Yeah. So they're the new generation of like I'll fucking hide everything from you, and they're not using credit cards. Right. And they're, uh, you know, they're like a they're like a whole. They're like. Uh, a generation of Jason Bournes. Off, off the gritties. Off the gritties. That's how we should call them. OFGs. Off the, uh, OFGs. <laughs> off the gritties. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I think every generation is a um, yeah, reaction to the previous generation. Yeah. I mean, the reason, you know, the baby boomers, you know, kind of, and the baby boomers into Generation X, like, you know, they were a reaction to that, you know, era that came out of the wars and the depression. And like, you know, you have such a, you know, people who've kept, you know, money and resources and so tight and had to fight, you know, and lose all these lives into this time when, you know, suddenly people had money and, you know, access to technology and world and plenty and people celebrated that. And they didn't want their kids to be raised how, you know, they were raised. And so they gave them everything and like, but everything eventually comes in cycles i guess things you are know, reactions to other you know things. what's so funny is that people always said things come in cycles and that and that and there's the there you know 
there's the the left and then and then the right will come up and be in power and then the left will come up and be and forever i've been like the the left is never coming back because there's too much control right. over everything well and, then and then yeah. it's happening so fast well that's the system but that's again this is the thing about the free market about capitalism it eventually gets faster and faster and faster and more devouring that's the whole point of it yeah so it exponentially increases right. in its destruction that's why it helps things grow like this very thing that helps things grow very quickly is this thing that if you add it to growing very quickly, you know, <laughs> it's insane. I, mean, I think we're looking at the end of capitalism. That's my belief. And it's going to be a, a retching, brutal fight. I think capitalism is too big to fail. Like, Possibly. I mean, you know, I mean, I think it'll fail, but it's one of those things that just fails upwards, you know, what well, is failing? Cause it can't coexist with the, as we see in England, I think the thing that, that we can take away is, and, and I'm talking about hypercapitalism. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like America and, and England are a little bit different because they have so based their economy on the financial industries. Yeah. So absolutely. that's why I'm calling it like hypercapitalism. Yeah. But, but democracy cannot coexist with that because right. of the amount of inequality, because the more poor you create, the more they will do a fuck you vote, right. which is what we're seeing with Trump and what we've just seen with Brexit. It's a fuck you vote. Right, because the, the top end, the financial systems, and what you say about the markets and the financial systems, and this is what it comes back to, you know, uh, is what the rules of that game, and, you know, anyone who saw the fucking Big Short or whatever, like, yeah. I mean, that's all you need to do. Just right. see that fucking movie. That's it. But if you've ever thought about it for more than one fucking second, you realize that the way that game is played is never about... Like, it's not about the best interest of shareholders. It's not about the best interest of people who work at the company who make the things, the quality yeah. of the products. They are incidental or byproducts, but it's all about betting against stuff. Yeah. It's all literally this thing where someone bets against, like, I mean, you look at with the currency now. It's just people betting against that currency or betting that times will. The dollar doesn't actually have a different value than it did yesterday. It's just, no, it's just what people think of it. This asshole fucking system that you have no control over can fuck your life overnight. Right. But I, but I think that's what, that's what, so I think there's a whole generation of people who under 34, who are not going to play the game, right. who, who know that, who are very aware of it. And we're very aware of how fucked, because if you think if you're, if you're a 30 year old today, like what did you grow up under? So first there was the dot com boom when you were young, right? Right. Then there's the Iraq war in which you went and fought in and everyone else fucking sat back and, 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 you know, did shit. It went the idea was to do more shopping instead of actually conserving right. or taking a tax hit. So and then and then the 2008 housing crisis comes and then all, you you look at all your parents and grandparents whose houses are underwater and their life savings are gone. So what do you take away from that right. when you come of age that none of that works? None of it works. Well, that's the thing that's so terrifying when you see it is you think that if you put some money into your fucking superannuation or you think if you, like, you know, fucking pay off even your house or you do whatever, that you're going to be fine. Yeah. But what is shown increasingly is even that isn't enough. No, there anymore. is literally no security in anything anymore. No. That's the system we've created because is that it can all system, fall apart. Because the system, if it falls apart, fucks you all incidentally. Right. Like, this is this thing about last night. Yeah, the prediction of those job losses. The job losses aren't going to be... On fucking yeah, you know, Wall Street or Fleet Street. No, gonna, oh, I mean you know, I, not that's no. Not they're gonna, they're going to be the young kids, right? That's who gets hit first. Yes, the people who just got their jobs. Not only or that, the people who get replaced by robots, because that's, that's the right. other thing. Like I mean, dumb guys. That, uh, and I don't mean that in a, a, a pejorative no, way. I know you. Mean. I literally mean like guys who did good, honest work. It got yeah, men and women. They, they didn't go and who, get a university education. Right. They just went. 
and went, I'm going to go work at the factory. I'm going to be an honest guy doing an right. honest day's work. And Raise then, my oh, family. Guess what? And the ones who were meant to be, like when we talk about minimum wage, the, what, this is literally the person we're talking about. The person who may not have the intellectual you know, skill or capacity or desire to go to university, and we don't need a world where everybody does. No, we can have that. Yeah, who wants to be a human being and live like you know, an a honest life, life and fucking whatever, yeah. should be able to work 40 hours a week in some job you know, that we have for that person yeah. and be able to do that. Yes. That's like a society. And that's the opposite of what we have in America. Yeah. What's well, the opposite? What, what we, I mean, and it's, but that's it, everywhere. That's where the story is going. I mean, yeah, but that's it. Is, is, did you guys used to have a big manufacturing base like we did that is yeah. now decimated? I've decimated cars, mostly in Australia. Uh, Although the government have just spent a whole bunch of tax, but this is like, this is one of those arguments that you could have. We have just spent a whole bunch of money on submarines, like billions and billions of dollars. I mean, that's dollars, just a good idea. Which is a, Sorry. It's submarine. It, the submarines are hot. Okay, here's, okay. here's, here's what you got to know. I think we're going to eventually have 20 of them. Oh. Like, but China has like 50. Yeah, and I mean, at look, the mo- they're, they're at the moment we At the moment we have eight, right, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, when Putin came, I don't know if you know this story, but it's one of my favorites. Uh, so Tony Abbott, our you know, former, former prime minister, Tony Abbott. Great man. He... Um, he uh, threatened to shirt front Vladimir Putin. What does that mean, shirt front? It means basically come up to someone and like bump them in the chest, like give him a shirt front. You know, what like, is he? Is I mean, how is it that every story you tell about him makes me think he's more of a moron? You know, like you he know, actually said that out loud, mate. He went to our military. This is one of my favorites. Oh, he went to our military when ISIS first came up and uh, <clears throat> explored the idea with them of whether Australia could just send troops over to take on ISIS ourselves. <laughs> Australia versus ISIS. He was just going to send Australians up. We're like, we'll fucking sort this shit out. As he coolly munched on an onion. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, okay, so, so he wants a shirt front. I think we would call that a chest bump here. Right, a chest bump uh, or like a hang- coat hanger sort of thing. Like oh, you know, some fuck. sort of like, right. I mean, but it's, use, the it term shirt great. front is aggressive. It's a great video. Oh, it is aggressive. It's an aggressive term. Like you okay. Because so, here a chest bump is like, yeah, we did something awesome. No, no, no. This was more like, so it was after so it's the- it's getting in your face. It was after the flight that got shot down by the Russians. Oh, and there right. Was a bunch of Australians on board that flight. And he was like, well, when I see, because we were having the G20 in Australia. And he yeah. said when Putin came out, he was going to shirt front him, right? Well, that's that's what Churchill said about Hitler. So Putin comes out and Putin brings three submarines with him. Just, what? you know, just like his entourage. Here's my fucking... Yeah, yeah Putin's, here's really, my shirt Putin's really good at playing That's Not a Knife. <laughs> uh, he just did, yeah. he just did that, That's Not a Knife. That's yeah. a knife. That, that, onion eater, <laughs> that onion eater said what? Yeah, three. We'll bring three subs. Just brought them. <laughs> fucking, yeah. Fucking Johnny E and, you know, Turtle. That's great. Just coming along as his entourage. So, but this is the best bit of it. He's come with his three subs and we couldn't send any of our subs out to check them out because four of them were in Western Australia and it was too far. They didn't have time to get there. And four of them were being repaired. (laughs) So, no, I could probably get you a loaner dinghy until Monday, I guess. But those parts, mate, we got to get... So, anyway... We don't need more submarines. We honestly don't because here's the thing. Like, I used to do stand-up about this, but Australia has 24 million people in a continent the size pretty much of the United States of America. It is undefendable. It's completely undefendable, especially your location. I used to say in my stand-up, but the the Chinese could invade Australia with the kids who played the drums at the Beijing opening ceremony. (laughs) Boys, we're getting the band back together. They'd take Australia in a fucking weekend. But they're... 
Instead, they're doing what they're like. I mean, this is why the real estate and stuff is so high, partly, not not entirely, but partly is because of the large uh, Chinese investment right. into it, into Australia and, right. you know, buying up luxury homes and investing in huge, like, land and properties and hiring. Well, they're the doing that here Darwin too. And, yeah. yeah. So economically, they're really doing, which, you know, is something that the world also needs to have a kind of intelligent conversation about because there are plenty of things about the way that China operates that, you know, should make should genuinely make people you know feel uncomfortable we talk yeah. about the you know the human you know cost of decisions in this country but the human rights abuses that are built oh. proudly into the system in china you know, i mean you know we, like we're at it that's what scares me about the world now is you see the rise of china as such an economic power and that's yeah. what germany have tried to do as well that you know you, that sense of like we will build our power again economically yes. right but now you've seen the rise of an angry Russia again who are just kind of fucking floating around, like, you know, not so quietly just fucking do whatever they fucking want and yeah. rebuilding that power and corruption and the oligarchy there. I mean, the same actual problem in that country. Yeah. The thing that's been happening in China, even under their system, is this massive amount of, like, money that's been made by these oligarchs in, like, China that is now being off... The reason it's all going offshore is that China's cracking, cracking down, down on that. So the offshoot of that is that it's all going offshore into, like, gambling or to into real estate and things like that. Right. Here they're walking in with suitcases of cash and buying houses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is... Yeah, this is the byproduct of what's happening there. And then you've got America and Britain doing what they're fucking doing at the moment. Which is suicide. And then you've got fucking <laughs> ISIS and Al Qaeda running around. Like it's, it's all. It's like it's literally one of those things where you're like, it, you know what this is? It's like. <laughs> oh God, this is gonna be good. It's the Avengers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The Avengers. It's the Avengers assemble. It's like all the various franchises <laughs> have been like building Seriously. momentum to this point, and we're just fucking ready for. You know, no, no. It's fucking Game of Thrones. It's this uh, series of Game of Thrones. Winter is fucking coming, and everybody's yeah, saying that for a while. Every, but it's actually the winter. It's actually summer. But summer every, is coming. yeah, summer is coming. <laughs> it's the opposite. Summer is coming forever. It is summer. Coming. Winter is coming, but it's going to be hot. It's so you won't be know. Such a hot winter. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that the other day. You know, it's so funny because that that's our... what it feels like, though, right? And oh, you've completely. Got fucking North Korea, and it's like you've got those random houses all over the place. Everything is is getting into place, much like it did before World War One. And Australia is one of those countries where we really like we're always going to come with you guys. But like, if your if your shit goes. I like I was talking about it at a set I was doing the other night and I, somebody had asked me whether I live here and I said, you know what? I'm still hedging my bets to see how this one goes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to be the guy who jumped onto the Titanic. But, um, <clears throat> you know, Australia, like, I mean, you, there could be an argument made and culturally it would be very hard for us to make, but there are three loyalties that Australia have, which are to the United Kingdom, yeah, to Britain originally, mm -hmm. to the US as our biggest, most powerful kind of ally, mm -hmm. and to China as our biggest economic ally, and it's the proximity of China. If, at I, would, some if I was you, I would go with China. And say, Look, the well, reason, that's what I mean. The reason, you're, point, the reason you're tied to us is because we came down there in World War II and, and, and helped fight off the enemy but right. it, at the end at the end of the day there's no benefit to being with us at this point right but also there's no like china are not great at like you know taking over countries and letting them remain the way they were like that's not china's form guide right. so we're friends with you also because we would love australia to always be australian yeah and china i mean again like 
if anyone has a problem with me saying this, this is just literally what's happening at the moment. Sure. China are building artificial islands in the no, South China, China, China Sea is, just so they can claim more land. <clears throat> I'm not saying... <clears throat> China, China, here, here's the problem with China. China, uh, they're... It started with fucking My Little Pony. It started with My Little Pony. But years ago, yeah. I learned in college that, um, that China has a basically a like a think tank that, that sets out their agenda for a hundred years mm-hmm. um, of the, their communist country. And one of the things that they have said for a long time is at some point, and it's supposed to be within 50 years, they will go to war with the United States. Right. That's just part of their thinking. Yeah, their vision board. Right. The other problem with that is at some point economically, you have such an issue and you have so many able-bodied young men that you need to purge them. And one of the ways to purge people is to go to war. Right. But if you have too many, because your country then becomes unstable from <clears throat> internal problems. Right. So you have people. to start an external fight. Right. That's just how these things work. Thin down the crowds. <clears throat> so they have a problem with a, a glut of young men. Yeah. And a lot of places do. But right China, now. China specifically does China because specifically does. of that whole one-child policy that they had for so long. That they got rid of it, but they got a lot of dudes. They got a lot of dudes, and you know that's a, that's that's a big part part of what happened with the the Arab uprising. Which hilariously, so so it's painted in our media as a certain thing, and this is how our media works. They tell you what it is, and you believe it, and you go along with it. And then recently, I'm reading the fucking the Egypt uprising. That was about bread. The price of bread went through the roof. A lot of those people in that square had bread. They were holding bread because it was about food. And the reason it was about food was because of global warming had changed the ability to to create crops. And so then you think about what the implications of that are. And you're like, oh, that's much different than a bunch of people just gathering in a square they were forced to for economic reasons. So then it gets, then it's a whole different picture, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, look, you know, if you want people to come to a rally, you know, supply some food. I would get cake. Right. I mean, let them eat cake. There's no political, it's been there before. Let's have a little pause just for a second and then we will uh, continue on with this conversation. We're back. Uh, I mean, for, for every, I mean, to every, them, I, there was how long was your wait? How long was their wait? A second. And we time traveled. I guess we kind of did, yeah. I mean, you know. We did a lot. Yeah, we did. We had a conversation. Uh, uh-huh. Went outside. I, I went on the outside, balcony. had some medicine. Medicine? You took some NyQuil? <laughs> I, um, I'm drinking my uh, kombucha yeah, I don't, tea. I don't agree with that stuff. Do, have you tried it? No, but I've read about it. It's the whole, it's not great for you. The live culture <sighs> business. You got to stop reading about stuff, mate. <laughs> So you got to stop doing. That's fair. You got to stop That's fucking totally reading fair. about stuff. I've, I'm trying, mate. Everything's bad for you. Like everything's bad for you, but sometimes things are good for you. You know, you've got to listen to your own body sometimes. And that that, that shit for me is like honestly life changing. Life changing. Like my stomach and the way that my sort of body is regulated now, and like the fact that I just don't have like I mean I. I get troubled by certain foods and stuff. And since I've been drinking this stuff. That's better. Oh, crazy. Really? Yeah. I was skeptical too, but it's great. I love it. And it's delicious. And it's only 30 calories in a serving. So it's like uh, less than, you know, soft drink. 
I'm just gonna I'll just play this part at the funeral. I oh, mate, if I die as kombucha, <laughs> I mean that is that's a guy that's a guy who dodges ninety bullets and then fucking trips over a log. Like seriously. Like that is a good death for me. If I have a kombucha death, oh, man, a sweet best. kombucha death. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a great death. Right. Don't 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 kid yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so many people have been are killed you, by kombucha, the kombucha of Baghdad. So are you the one who, who got Gareth to start drinking those? Because now no. he started drinking. Oh, those. has he really? Yeah. No, no. It's just they sell them now and it's just a thing. <laughs> That's why people are drinking so, them now. So you drink them because they're in now. stores. That's your... That's normally where I purchase okay, things. Okay, fair. So if it's not in a store, I can't drink it. So, like, you, so you were just walking by them and you went, what's no, this No, no, thing? no, no. I had a gateway person who was already drinking kombucha who's, and who's I was the, skeptical. Who's Amy. The, uh, and I was skeptical. Uh-huh. And then I tried some of hers and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not as skeptical because it's got slightly alcohol in it as well. So it just plays to my taste. It does? You know? Yeah. It's, it's like you can't... You don't too have too many in drive. Yeah, it's alcoholic because it's live fermented or whatever the fuck, you know, it is. But so, yeah, it's, it's slightly alcoholic. So really, it's just like a breakfast beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kombucha, it's a breakfast beer. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, we had breakfast beers yesterday because uh, Amy was leaving yesterday. She was a nervous very, flyer. Very Australian. And uh, so we had a like a relaxing day, you know, tried to have a, like a really kind of relaxing day. So sure. we had uh, beers at 10 and then we went and had in and out. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, which you know, what do you eat at In and Out? You know what? Well, did you know that In and Out have a secret menu? No. You, you know, you can go. Okay, I'm going to have to Google this as well. So, menu behind the menu. There is a menu. So, In and Out for people who don't know is like a burger chain, right? Mm-hmm. An American burger chain, and but they're not everywhere. There's a bunch of them, but they're not like it's ubiquitous, like it's a cons- Taco Bell or a McDonald's. It's considered the best burger chain. It, the 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 food is actually a little bit fresher. Right. Uh, uh, they're uh, weirdly enough, super. The, weirdly enough, the fries kind of taste more shit because they're yeah. made straight away out of potatoes, and right. you realize, oh, whatever that way McDonald's does it, it's much worse. The, and yeah, better. do that. Yeah, whatever that is. But they're but they're uh, they're uh, Christian, but in a good way. They just treat people well. They don't try to push their agenda on people. Right, and uh, so all their employees make good money. It's a really fun place. Like you know, you go in. We we ask for some hats. They have these like you yep. know kind of paper hats. And Amy was like, I want some of those hats. And Fuck I was like, yeah. Well, you can ask. You know, we can buy some or whatever. She's like, can we have some hats? I was like, yeah, have some hats. Yeah, I take the hats. Right. So on their menu, they only have... Um, is she a vegetarian? No. Okay. So I think they have like a double-double, which is like their double kind of like, you know, sort of just great. your yeah. regular burger. They might have like a cheeseburger or something. And then they have like... Uh, they have three burgers yeah. on the menu. The double-double, which is two patties. And then they have the cheeseburger and the hamburger. That's and it. That's it. That's all it. And then yep. fries and shakes. Fries and shakes. Yeah. And that's your, that's your menu. That's the right? whole deal. Yeah. But it's not. There's actually a secret menu. It, they will make you. I don't. I don't. If you ask, this is the kind of information. Secret menu. This is the kind of information that I'm insulted to hear from a foreigner. Now I'm very. Now I feel very Trumpish. This is information that I should know as an American. Right. And I should be telling you. Here are the here are the things that are on the secret menu. Uh, what I have every time that I go, which is the grilled cheese. So what? Yeah. So essentially, it's your double double just without the meat patties, and it is so it's fucking it's the, sensational. Yeah, text so it's wife. the burger, like it's a sandwich. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. As I'm they te- would say here, I'm sorry. I'm about to text in the middle of uh, podcasting, but I have to text my wife this. So uh, it, here, so, so so it's it's the grilled cheese, two slices s- of melted American cheese, hand leaf lettuce, 
tomato spread, you know, the, you know, the whatever the sauce is, the ketchup, the, whatever the special sauce, yeah. you know, their kind of special sauce is. Uh, onions on the bun. I have extra pickles on mine. You keep the onions on there? Yep, onions okay. and the pickles. I like that. Gives it particularly for a vegetarian. Off plays the cheese. Right. Gives it a real, but it's as big. It, like it looks as big as the. It's that thick. It's that thick. But how much of that is cheese? A, well, two slices. Okay, that's. But not it's like much. kind of that's like melted much. in. No, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. I mean, really, without the sweet bun and the grilled cheese, it's pretty much a salad sandwich. Yeah, and it's fucking delicious. It's and so you ask good. for it, you say, "Can I have a grilled cheese?" I'll double have the double? grilled cheese. No, you just, just grilled cheese. I have the grilled cheese, and then I say, "I have extra, extra pickles." Is what I like, but yeah, but that's yeah. So that's what it comes. So grilled cheese, that's on your secret menu, and it's uh, there is no secret that it is fucking delicious. Is there anything else on the secret menu? Yes, that's what we're going to get to now. Carnitas. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ceviche. What? <laughs> Weird. I didn't realize that was going to happen. Yeah, I'd like the calamari, and everyone behind you is like, what's happening? Yeah, what? Secret menu, man. Secret menu. You've got to know about it. Uh, all right, here we go. The double meat. So the double meat is two uh, 100% pure beef patties, hand-leafed lettuce, tomato spread with or without onions, stacked high in a fresh-baked bun. So how is that different to the double-double? I think the double-double has... Um, I, I think that it's it's a hamburger with two meat patties as opposed to the double double, which I believe has three buns. I might be wrong. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's got the kind of Big Mac style where it's got a, like yeah, a bun in the middle. I think so. So essentially, this is without the bun in the middle. Yeah. Is it? Right. Okay. You got the four by four, which is four beef patties, hand leaf lettuce. Okay. Yeah. So so basically the same thing, uh, but with four patties. That's the four by four. That's, so you can have that's four patties. That's wrong. Can I just say what my wife texted back? Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, all caps, four question marks. I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, they've got something called protein style. Oh, which, yeah, protein style I know about. So that's your favorite burger wrapped in uh, lettuce? That's a very a well-known one here in L.A. Okay. because of, of uh, the no starch diet thing. Uh, the three by three. Which I guess is, yeah, yep, three. So, okay. So, you can have a three by three, four by four, or your double meat. That's your, yeah. it's just essentially more meat. And then you can get animal style. Oh, yeah. That's that's the fries with all the, the stuff on top. Yeah, exactly. There you go. The, the magic sauce. Yeah. So yeah, there that you go. I know about. Interesting. Right. The, 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 the grilled cheese is a game changer. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty fucking delicious. I got to be honest with you. It's great to be a vegetarian and, love to, and like be able to eat like you know fast food that tastes like fast food. Anyway, I do feel a bit bad about that as well, though, because I mean this is the point. Like we talk about this idea of like capitalism being destructive, and you know it's all very well to be theoretical about that. But then you know the idea of going to a, like a fast food chain restaurant, like in and out, even is it's you know, super- that's why like the system you know, has become how it is because convenience and that, that sort of experience yeah. is something that we have decided that we want. Well, also because our society doesn't value time, right? right. You're always rushing around. So those places become a necessity in a way, but also we have to stop eating meat. Right. We have to stop eating red meat if we want to, I mean, the climate is fucked already, but that's one of the worst things. Right. 
if not the worst, right now. That's and, until the methane starts coming out of the ocean. Well, the other thing is about the meat thing is like, you know, it's not one of those things that can possibly happen overnight, even if it is going to happen, if it would ever happen. Yeah. Like it has to be a thing that is a gradual reduction because, you know, not eating meat is going to disparate, like everything, like every time we come up with one of these bans, you know, even like on, you know, cheap garments or whatever, you know, if you have regulations for people, you know, being paid a certain amount, the people that then it hurts in the chain are the other poor people who can't afford to buy a fucking t-shirt. Right. Like eventually at some point in this, the poor always get fucked up. Always right? get fucked. And it's the same with like meat. For a lot of people, like, you know, if, if we started going, like, because my big theory is if we just raised meat ethically, like, and, you know, environmentally, yeah. and then priced it at a point that enabled that to do that, you could still eat meat, right? You know, you... Some people right? couldn't. But poor people couldn't. Because they could not. That would just mean that rich people could only eat meat. Right. The worst things that are being done are that, so that poor people can eat meat. Right. Like the reason you have these factory farms with these like you know, chickens or cows or whatever are not so that rich people can eat because rich people aren't eating that fucking meat anyway. No, they're not. Rich people are getting the, you know. They're going to Whole was, Foods and getting the, right. the grass-fed everything. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. It's the poor people who would suffer if you do it. So this is the fucking, you know, the problem with the, yeah, because yeah, you can easily, like I would love to say, you know, price point meat and ethically raised things and I'm a vegetarian and I believe in blah, 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 but it would disproportionately hurt poor people. But it, but here's the thing, the transition needs to happen now because they're going to get hurt anyway. Oh, I mean, well, again, climate change disproportionately hurts poor people. <laughs> I mean, in 2030 is is the year, and it might happen before the way things are going this year. 2030 is the year that agriculture cannot keep up with climate change, the changes, and we start having serious food problems well I that's mean, that's that's not that far th away i mean there are places in the world where all, that is already a reality of course of course absolutely and some of that is first world indulgence again like you know you yes. you see the ramifications of like what happened with the uh, quinoa i think yeah. it was with quinoa, quinoa yeah. and then all the farmers couldn't actually fucking eat their own because it was yeah. too expensive and then they all fucking starved <laughs> but the, the same thing happened in uh there were riots in mexico and i can't remember the exact uh reasons or the mechanics behind the the issue, but it was something to do with American uh, corn production. But anyway, the 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 price of tortillas shot up in Mexico, right? And suddenly they were having riots and all this shit. And it was it was all based on our globalization economy and how we were dealing with stuff. Yeah. And so the poor get fucked in those countries. That's why the whole globalization thing makes me laugh because at the end of the day, you're, the argument is, well, we're raising up people in those places. But at the same time, the things you're doing with the economy fucks those people in other ways. So it doesn't fucking matter if you're raising them up if they can't buy tortillas. Right. I mean... So it's bread uh, in the Middle East. <laughs> it's tortillas in Mexico. And what's the other one? Rice in... Uh, okay, so there's the tomato moth, which is a species that devours tomatoes uh, -huh. uh which goes and has you know also just like a plague of them right uh, but it, it is increased by uh increases in temperature so they are more oh, liable okay. to flourish sure. so right now i think it's nigeria have lost like 90 percent of their tomato crop uh -huh. and their staple the basis of their of their food is tomatoes right everything comes out of tomatoes so they right now Nigeria is teetering on the edge of just fucking disaster. Well, you know what they've got to start doing in Nigeria? What's that? Eating moths. Now, I mean, this is what I. This like is what I have. 
<laughs> we laugh, but that's only where it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so t- horrible that you... But, it, you know, there is a cognitive dissonance between, uh, like, you know, joking about Nigeria, even though... Like, you know what I mean? Like, even in your own head when you go... I, that is so far away from my comprehension sure. and the list of problems that there seems to be in the world that Absolutely. are more immediate to me that like shit like that you just don't even hear about or well, care was, about or take the, the time to care about and it has massive ramifications on like, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of people's lives. Yeah. Well, the, that's the crazy thing about, about climate change is then you see how things are, are affecting other things and then you realize that your your personal situation, your country, the shit that's going wrong becomes so important that you cannot turn around to help the people who are having the problem with the tomato moth because right. you're so deep in a bunch of fucking bullshit. And it's not... A, it, it's almost like we're creating a perfect storm with the economy and the neoliberalism shit. Right. Because we're now not able to focus on those people that actually need our help because we're so fucking caught up in Trump. And we're not eyes off the guys who are actually going to die. You know, it's it's just all this shit is falling into place. That's so weird. Well, because we're viewing things through the prism of the market, which means that sometimes you just cut your losses and fucking go bankrupt. And yeah. and that's what we're doing with people, with industries. Yeah. You know, I, I talked about it all the time in Australia. You talk about that manufacturing thing and the idea. So oh, this was the submarine things, right? So the government have thrown a whole bunch of money at like the South Australian submarine. You know, so it's to essentially government build support a whole bunch. It's, it's, it's just for people to have jobs. Yeah. And there is a small part of me that even though I think it's a massive fucking waste of money and why do we need all those submarines and the money could be better spent on other things. Yeah. There's a part of me that is also like people need to have jobs. They do. And if there if we need submarines, then at least you're like building them here and like, you know, I think they're useless anyway. Yeah. So they might as well be at least useful in, you know, people paying their fucking, you know, bills and blah, 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 blah. So I think that in all those situations there is like, you know, because the system in Australia we had like this mining boom that kept us mostly out of the global financial crisis, right? Right. But it's coming to an end because the countries who rely on that, China, India, all those sort of places, they, regardless of whether we keep digging up the coal, they're not just not buying it the same way because they're transitioning their economies right. into you know renewable energy economies, right? We uh, we have enough. I think there was fucking some ridiculous statistic that, but essentially we get enough sun in the middle of a fucking Australia. Oh my god! To yeah. power the whole fucking world in yeah. like an hour or whatever, like yeah. something ridiculous, right? It's mostly empty. We had all this money, you know, that, that these companies were making. What we should have been looking at doing, if anyone was, had a fucking plan, is transitioning those same workers. Yes. The people who are – because here's the thing the renewable energy industry needs, engineers and fucking electricians and right. blah, blah, blah. There would be a Installers, large – everything. Large There's- percentage of those jobs – that are the exact same jobs or, you know, cause all the people who went to the mines, they weren't trained. They didn't go to university and go, I'm going to get a mining engine. They were right. engineers in some other field who got lured there for the money or they were carpenters or electricians or yeah. whatever who went over to work in the mines cause it was more money. If we had done that exact same thing with renewables, you could have easily said, Hey, you're making super profits at the moment. What if we just take some of these super profits that you're making and we're going to, what we're going to do is basically build the next bit of this industry. So that the minute this one's done, this one's ready to fucking go. Yeah. Like that just to me goes, well, that makes sense. Right. Like if you're a guy in manufacturing, I'm sure that if we had thought about it with enough time and transitioned you and given you the right skills, you can pick up another job in a similar field. Yeah. But we can't just drop you at the end and go, all right, well, you know, good luck. 
But that's America, right there in a nutshell. We that got, we, we, we got have dropped the, all those. We people. got rid of the thing that you do. We got rid of the thing we do, but we didn't Good transition luck. you. But yeah. but the thing the thing about Clinton and their and uh, his agenda in the '90s and what he said was just, "We'll go to school." No. That was that was the response to everything is ending in these in these the steel workers and the and the coal workers was just well go get an education well that doesn't that's the most fucking crazy thing I've ever heard no you need to transition them to a new economy right but they that was not happening at all and so now you have this glut of jobs which is the same thing that's going to happen in that part of in in east it's western Australia right right. That's what's going to happen there. They're just going to run out and then they're going to, because you didn't transition. You have to fucking transition everybody. You have to act like you're a society because if you don't, then you have upheaval and then you get Trumps and you have Brexit happening because there was nothing else for them to do. You just cut them loose. I mean, you could really see that happening in Australia with the mining industry in Western Australia because at the moment it's an overly inflated economy because all these people came in and made all this money and suddenly you had all these people, you know, like it costs a lot over there to buy a fucking house or buy a coffee, you know, because yeah. of like the, the fly in, fly out and all those sort of ramifications. But if it goes away, suddenly you're going to have these people in houses they can't afford anymore. Right. Like the, the arse will collapse out of the fucking market over there if there isn't the same economies there. Like, you know, right. and then suddenly you've got all these people who are used to being rich and kind of having it their own way and blah, 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 who don't have fucking anything anymore, but they've got used to feeling entitled. They've seen what they should have and they don't have it anymore mm. and they get mad too. Like it's not just the poor. Well, that, it's not the people who are always. Right. But it's not just the people who are always poor. Yeah. Like, in fact, in some ways, it's e almost easier to like keep the people who are always poor, the systematic, you know, poor down because they have no way out. Right. It's the ones who saw a glimpse of what everybody else has and then don't have it anymore who are like, hang on, fuck yeah. this shit. Right. You know what I mean? They were sold the It's bill okay of goods. when you're in the club, but the yeah. minute you're outside the club and you've seen how good. It's like when you're flying business class on a plane. It, here's the thing I will say to you if you can only ever afford to do it once do it towards the end because it spoils going the other way forever uh -huh. and it's a bit it's a bit the same with these people who've had a glimpse into how good the good life can be yeah when you go back and when, you know what the thing is I've been really lucky like I mean I, and we would both probably say to a certain extent that like regardless of you know we were born white men into countries where white men were like, you know, helped at least most of the time, you know, mm -hmm. of our lifetime in our system. And compared to most of the world, the conditions that we've had to face our lives have been, you know, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So it's hard to like have a real insight into the way that people have genuinely struggled all over the well, world. Well, here's, here's but, the, here's the counter argument to that. So, so we have a term here in America called white trash, mm -hmm. right? Now, those are the people that people point at and they say they're Trump supporters and blah, 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 which is somewhat true, somewhat not true. There are, a, there are, you know, a whole group of people who are buying into the nativism and the, the racism uh -huh. and all that, but they're also economically destroyed, but they've always been economically destroyed yeah. before Australia started, uh, becoming a criminal colony. Uh, they sent criminals to America and as servants and slaves and yeah. and that class has never been anything but quote unquote white trash right through all the generations through all of the years in america there has been a a huge swath of white poor men who actually didn't have any power right and who were actually fucked and what we have been doing is telling them telling them that they are shit and that they are stupid 
and that and so you sort of you you as or us as as a liberal or leftist we have been creating them by mocking them and i'm one of the elitists who for years yeah. would use the term white trash which i've stopped doing yeah because when you paint this broad picture of like, well, white men have had it good. No, yes and no. A lot of us have had it good, but there's a big fucking group that haven't. Yeah, and I they're saw, mad. I saw, interestingly enough, an Australian comedian write uh, quite a, a good post on the idea of, you know, a, a bit of a sort of check your privilege sort of thing to, uh, in a classist sense, in that regard. Like literally yeah. what you're saying, which is like you get up there and you preach about fucking equality or like, you know, blah, blah, blah but you then make fun of a lower class suburb or demographic yeah. or whatever. Isn't that just the same thing? Aren't you punching down then when you make fun of right. like, you know, this kind of what you're perceiving to be a, you know, a class that is more stupid or doesn't have a voice or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And to be honest, because I'm, I've been as guilty of that as anyone. And yeah, I think, me too. and I think partly though, because, uh, I did this years ago. Sorry, I'm taking a bit of time to explain this to you, but I want to kind of make sure I say what I, it is that I want to say. I did this routine in a show about, because I used to be a fat kid and I had this thing about- You were uh, fat? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, when I was okay. like, and then I got yeah. tall and I kind of evened oh, yeah. out. But before I got tall, I was like big. Yeah. And um, I had this thing about me being fat in my show and talking about it and giving solutions from my point of view to like the problem with obese kids these days. Yeah. But I did a gala spot where I just took one bit out of that and did it in this spot. Uh, so out of context. And it came off differently. It was yeah. out of context, right? And I got some response to that of people going like, because it didn't have the thing of going, oh no, I'm talking about this because this is my experience. It just yeah. looked like I was looking down my nose. Yeah. And it's the same thing with uh, sometimes I think in my head when I do those jokes, I'm from a place that has 354 people. I grew up on a road that's named after my granddad who built the road. Uh -huh. Yeah, my family are all farmers. I, I'm, that's, you could not be more small town or working class or from a place with less you know, i mean i am that person right. like i am white trash right. but what i don't haven't considered necessarily or sometimes you know need to think about is that's not who i am to the audience that's who i am to me right. so when i make fun of that i'm making fun of me but but if i'm if i'm doing it as like a guy in a suit on television or a guy on like on a stage with a spotlight in front of like more people than lived in my entire area without the context of that then yes. it, it can it, like it looks then like you just look like an elitist talking shit about people right yeah and you know and i think context is important in that regard yeah like okay so the idea of the left splintering was something we talked about uh, outside but it's something we've kind of stumbled back onto here when we're well, talking it about it definitely comes out of the yeah. what we're talking about which is the the going after those poor people it's it's all tied into that there's there's been so for and i was talking to my wife about this last night because we we are seeing uh friendships disintegrate um the left is splitting apart in, in America because we've always been we've always been of the sense that there's two parties and the Republicans are bad and the Democrats are good and what we're doing is the right path and what they're doing is the wrong path and to a lot of people uh, in the Democrat Party and the left have realized is that we are not uh, all working for the same agenda and and so socially we are but economically we're not right 
And so when when people start to come to this awareness, it's it's actually really fascinating because people come to this awareness that, oh, economically, what Clinton represents is going to keep fucking those people, those poor people, is going to keep fucking over. I mean, she she said something about coal mining that was just like, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna obliterate those people. I'm paraphrasing, but it was really fucked up language. And then she backtracked and tried to apologize. But that's truly what they think. Like they just don't care about those people. And there's been a in this election, there has been a huge fuck the white man. We don't need the white man. Uh, it doesn't matter what those people think sort of movement behind the Clinton thing, which you, you have to, that, that if you said that about black people, you would be insane. So I don't know why you can say about a demographic of white people who are essentially like, no, there has never been an increase in mortality of a demographic in America. White men who are middle-aged, it's the first demographic to have a massive increase of mortality. So they're literally dying because their world has been obliterated and then everyone's making fun of them. And if you are part of a society, you can't do that. So what's happening right. is but with the, argument, the left is with, fractioning apart right. because some people are seeing that and some people are not. But is, is that not, unfortunately, a natural reaction to like the fact that the other groups, you know, the other, like, you know, whether it be women or whether it be, you know, people of color or whether it be whoever... Uh, have felt like that's been what they've got for their entire experience. And, you know, it's about fucking time that the white man was the least of our priorities. Like, is that what it's grown out of? Like naturally? I mean, I think so. I think for sure. I mean, look, you're, you're talking about, uh, but the, but then this goes back to, so, so, Rather than attacking the rich white men, rather yeah. than attacking the rich class, right. you're attacking the guys that have absolutely no, nothing to fucking yeah. do with it. Yeah, you're you're literally kicking the guys who can't do anything right. in yeah. the face, as opposed to turning around and looking at the rich white guys yeah. and go, "Well, you're the." But the problem Going, is, yeah. is that the liberals are yeah. are they're the limousine liberals. They're in business with the guys who run Uber and the, the fucking guys who are actually the goddamn problem. But this, but this is the exact point that I was making before about the idea of like that the people down the bottom, they do this great thing where they separate everybody down the bottom. They do. It's the rich versus the rest. Like, yes. I mean, that's what it is. True. That's what it is in all of these situations. It's the powerful versus the non-powerful. Like in every single one of these things. Absolutely. But the problem is that the non-powerful are all divided by all these various fucking things yes. by the powerful. But and this, it comes back to that just yet again. But someone will come along to unite them but 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 the problem is is that so so you have this group so we've uh, most people have always called themselves just liberals here in America uh-huh. and now you're seeing people say I'm not a liberal I'm a, I'm, I'm a leftist uh-huh. because people are starting to see the difference between neoliberalism and being a leftist yeah. uh, and wanting more sort of social democratic programs yeah. so so you're seeing a giant fracture and the crazy thing is is that they're mostly millennials and they're mostly those people we talked about that have been completely fucked over. And then there's, you know, there's a smattering of, of older people in there. Those, those millennials are fucked. Like they've been squeezed so hard that tuition has gone up a thousand percent. They fought in the Iraq war. What came out of that? PTSD, uh, tons of people not being taken care of medically the way they should be when they got out of the war. And then the environment is fucked for them. They, they they're looking at a future of just, total fucking chaos and nightmare. And then, 
and then you, so you have them who are saying this needs to change now. It can't go on. And then you have the Clinton people are saying, it's fine. We need incremental progress. So they're literally seeing a world in which there is a wall approaching fast. And then you've got the Clinton supporters who are saying, no, no, this is good. This is what we always do. So they're not seeing, they're not working on the same playing field. Right. They're seeing completely different levels of, I mean, of well, how this is. Well, it's the thing you see all the time in Australia of people who had free university educations, you know, raising the fees of, of kids with university right. educations. Just on a really practical note, if you believe that our job here on earth is to make the next generation, you know, smarter, more powerful, more successful, more evolved or whatever than the last generation was, you know, that we're part of some ongoing story of evolution fucking hopefully. Mm. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's going that way. At the moment, it seems like no. it's going to have a very abrupt, fiery fucking ending. Yes. But you know, not all your favorite characters are going to live. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a few red weddings before winter comes. So, you know, but, but it's like we want the idea, the worst idea in the world, if you want A, people to be able to buy things and an economy to continue, mm -hmm. P, if you want people to be able to become smarter and go to university and like, you know, become these things, C, if you want to be able to afford the things to fix the world and have the lifestyles that people want. The idea of loading somebody with hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt as they first walk into the job, it yes. just makes no fucking sense. So yeah. what happens? What happens is that poorer people, people who are already not in the system, and the one thing that we know is, like in America in particular, the only real ways out of abject po uh, poverty, and it's mostly the case in the rest of the world, but in uh, either um, education, education yeah. uh, and the others are either show business or like sport, sporting right. success, you yeah. know? And that's, you know, why, why does every fucking black kid want to play basketball? Because you know what? You've shown them three options. Yeah. They can either play basketball, they can fucking rap, or they can like try hard at a school that's probably really fucking shitty in an area that's been run down for a really fucking long time and be yeah. exceptional against and, and the odds. You, but can, you can look at the way our education system works, and every single indication is is that they don't get the chances. Right, but at least they got. I mean, like you're like you said, if you're a poor guy, you know, in a like an area where you used to go and work in the factory all your life, what do you, what the fuck do you do now? Right. Like, so know. so that's that's the interesting thing is is there's all these people who are. They're like, I don't understand the 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 blow it up the or the burning your bus movement, but but what other choice do they have if they've been living under a system that you are literally saying we have to continue this system because this is progress, yeah. and their entire lives have been destroyed by that system. And people don't understand. They go, what do you mean? It's been no, their lives have been destroyed. Right. Go read about the factories. Go read about what the fuck is happening out there. Their lives have been destroyed. So their only option is to drive the car into a wall. Right. That's the only option you're given. If you're not going to listen to them, because that's the main thing about the, the Clinton-Bernie thing, is the Bernie people are, while they're aggressive, which they are on some level, not all of them are, but some of them, because yeah. they see their world ending. And then on the other hand, you have these people just saying, shut the fuck up. Well, this I is mean, the way we always do it, and that is a crazy conflict. And uh, but also, I I get that because what people do, and again, it comes back to this idea of checking, like treating a country like it's a fucking you know a, a balance statement, you know, yeah, where you go, well, you know, this is going to be the loss statement, or this we've got to do this slowly because of this, and you're like, yeah, but to that that doesn't mean anything to that guy, nope. Like, and if you're saying this is going to take twenty years or thirty years, that means that's his life. 
So if you suddenly say to me, it's like when, uh, you know, in Australia, like uh, if somebody's kept in infinite deten- offshore detention, like yeah. an asylum seeker, a refugee, there's been some who've killed themselves by seeing themselves and on fire. And you're for like, years. Because they've been there for years. Yeah. And eventually they just go, well, this is my life. Right. And you go, well, they've got to wait patiently in a queue. You're like, fuck that. I can't wait patiently at an airport. Right. Like for fucking a, a delay. You can't wait two and a half minutes for your fucking burger at McDonald's. If they say we have to make it, there's going to be a wait. You fucking have a fit. And you're expecting that these people don't react to something that's going to. But with the added thing in America, which is this is a country that has told people for years, this isn't communist China where you're told that, you know, everything that everybody does is for the greater good of China. Right. This is a country where you literally have said to these people over and over and over again, give us your opinion. Tell us what you think. You're an American. You deserve yeah. free speech. And this is why the gun fucking thing has happened, because you told people these things and then you fucking scared the shit out of them. Yeah. And there is the added thing of the American dream. Right. Which a lot of people have asked me about that because it confuses them. So the American dream is the idea and you are, it is bored into your head as a child in school. The American dream is, is that you can become whatever you want. Right. It is starting to dawn on people as a mass that that is a complete lie. And so this is also feeding into what you're seeing, which is they are looking at, the East coasts where, where it is now this gig economy and they are seeing people making tons of money and mocking them. And they're no, they know that they have no chance of advancement whatsoever. Their entire life is fucked. I mean, they are born into poverty. They are never getting out of that poverty unless they work three jobs and then go to school, in which case, now they have $100,000 worth of fucking loans. Right. And so they cannot advance. Like, the whole system is fucked. And hilariously, I keep seeing... One of the reasons I left Twitter is because I, I, I... That's where I got my news from. And I got my news from liberal writers that I respected. Like, there's a guy named Josh Marshall of TPM, um, whose side I went to a lot. And I watched this motherfucker who is an Ivy League-educated never had a fucking problem in his life, sit there and start mocking millennials endlessly on Uh Twitter. And it was shit like that that drove me insane. Like you cannot, like what the fuck are you doing? You've got, you've got the silver spoon in your fucking mouth. You've got everything you've ever fucking wanted. And now you're talking shit about people who are suffering. And one of those things is that they're mad. The, the, these people who have had nothing but, easy life. They're mad that millennials are demanding that they not have to work as free interns for six months or a year before they get a job. Right. Well, motherfucker, you've been saddling them with fucking tuition and debt. How the fuck, how in the fuck right. are they going to be an intern? Like, how? what in the fuck are you talking about? No, but that's the way we did it. Who gives a fuck how you did it? Yeah. The game has changed. You fucked them. Like, they have no comprehension not, of what's not, happened. But it's not just the debt. Like, I mean, the housing prices. Everything. Across the board. There was a statistic in the paper the other day, and I can't remember the years, but it'll give you the sense. And it was like, well, essentially, in the baby boomers into Gen X, you used to, like, if you spent 25% of your lifetime income, you could pay off your house. That was the kind uh-huh. of, so that was basically basically the statistic and the new one is for people of this generation in sydney if you spend and this is pretty good i think still if you just spend 120 percent of your lifetime (laughs) income then you can afford to have a house 
Just have to spend 120% of what you earn, of all of you earn for your entire lifetime. And you can have a house. So you're And on right. top of that, they're, then they started jacking up the rents because well, they man. could, because no one could afford exactly. a house. So now they know what to do. Fucking jack up the rents. Yeah. So they're squeezing everyone and at every still level. have no fucking, well, not no rights. Actually, here, I don't mind. Like, I feel like you guys actually maybe have more rights, like a, a, a better... Like they're a bit more relaxed here in like even in this building where there's been a couple of, you know, they're pretty cool about like, you know, put things up, do what you need to yeah. do, have dogs in, like you can have pets, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. In Australia, like the renters' rights, like the way that fucking like landlords can like, you know, do inspections of your property and like, yeah. you know, really fucking poke around in your life. And if they want to like suddenly just sell it, like you have, it's, if everyone's going to be forced into renting, then renters have got to have, more rights Absolutely. as well, you know. Like, if- but that, but that's all. But they're not going to give it because the powers that be don't care because they have they're they're servicing the developers and the landlords and the owners. And at some point, it just breaks. Yeah, and and that's what you're seeing now. You're watching it break, and it's happening a lot faster than I ever thought it would. But it's going to increase in speed. <sighs> it's really going to break. The system is so fucked up, and the the corporations and the people in power are so greedy, and they so don't give a shit because they just want to make their money that they're breaking it and they're going to break it in such a way that it's just going to be fucking astounding. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is, but, but the worst thing about it is it's, it's going to hurt the people at the poor the most again, the, you know, (sighs) well, yes and no. What's going to happen if, if the people, if, if like we, the, in America, democracy, and it's like Brexit, right? So Brexit did just happen and they did just fuck themselves Yeah, because Oh, Actually, no, they did. I think they did. They No, they definitely did. Yeah. And, and like with pensions, their pensions are dropping as we talk. Yeah. They just voted to have their pensions gutted. Yeah. Like, there's just all this shit. But here, like that, that's already happened. Right. Everyone's fucking pensions are already fucking gutted. Everyone's already lost their money because of the stock market. Like, everyone's already screwed. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure things can get a lot worse, but are they going to get worse for the guy in Ohio who doesn't have a factory job? What's going to get worse for him? You know what? They might build in, they could move into Ohio because this would be a good little industry. Uh, My Little Pony Fleshlight. (laughs) Daryl's got a new job. He's working down the My Little Pony Fleshlight factory. Maybe it'll be a fleshlight led recovery. Oh my, what about a fleshlight bubble? I mean, I'd love to, I'd like like to be in on the, the fleshlight boom. You know I mean? It would be so great to watch the fleshlight bubble happen and then and then read the stories about how there are too many fleshlights out there. Like there's there's more than one per guy and they don't understand how this is happening and then and they're like, well maybe guys are using two fleshlights. Yeah. Sure. And they try to try to explain it away to themselves with it. The guy's got a My Little Pony one, the guy's right. got a Rambo one. There's different fleshlights out there, and then they realize that it's just a house of car. A house then the, of then fleshlights. The, then the government will be coming for people's fleshlights. <laughs> Although I'd prefer somebody to walk into a nightclub with a fleshlight. You know what? You can take my fleshlight off my cold, flaccid penis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dave Anthony, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Um, uh, so uh, dollop down under when's what are the dates when's oh, it on sale what's going on yeah, so, like, what, so, do you, what, what do people need to know so what put, so what I, I, I was like can we can we release this information because um, people are asking you know and they said well well it's better if we wait okay. to to release it because um, 
because people then go look for tickets and the okay. tickets aren't on sale yet. So what can you tell people? Uh, let me look up this information right now. You're coming so to Australia? Uh, so we're coming to Australia. We are you doing... Can tell us that? You can, what, so can you tell a, us what a, cities you're doing? It's a different... Yes. It's a different tour this time because... The previous one I did, uh-huh. and then my time—I just don't have time to do. It was—it no. was very time-consuming. So we we teamed up with a, a producer, and so we're doing theaters this time, uh-huh. um, which makes it a little different because then we can't do the we can't do the post like meet everybody. Uh-huh. Like it's it, it, the sad thing is is that we have gotten more You've popular, got and that creates a different dynamic. Too so, big, few plebs. What for your, do, do for your plebs? Yeah, my plebs. Yeah. So that I mean that does suck, but you know we we've we've put in like a like a meet and greet. Hopefully we can do that with some people. But you got to do one of those VIP ones, thousand dollar tickets, like you know, right? You know, like the celebrities do, like the you know the acts that are still on the you know yeah, it could become yeah, you could have a squad like Taylor Swift. <laughs> 20, 20 people pay a thousand dollars and they come backstage and they can be in your squad. I think we've done. I think we've done like a thing where. Um, where you can you can pay a little bit more and then we'll have a little meet and greet yeah. thing, but we have to limit the number of people just because of time wise. On the on the last shows we've done, the amount of time we've spent out there is fucking crazy, and at some point it's just like we can't do well, it. Well, sometimes it just gets too big. I mean, interesting fact: a lot of people don't know this, but Keith Richards meets every audience member after Rolling Stones gigs. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Um, so, uh, okay. So we are doing Sydney. We are doing, uh, so first it's Sydney, then it's Melbourne. I don't think, yeah, it might be Melbourne. Okay. Right. Sydney, Melbourne, 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 Adelaide, uh, Brisbane, Canberra, Perth. Okay. That's a nice little tour. And, um, I think it'll be announced on the 28th. Okay, so announcement on the 28th of June. Tickets on sale on July 7th. Okay, so announcement and on Patreon the 28th. Patreon subscribers will get a two days... Advanced notice. Advanced notice to buy tickets with a private link. And okay, all that. so this is like a teaser. This is the teaser trailer, basically. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's pretty crazy to to have started something... Because I've, I've been involved in things that have gotten popular that I didn't start, but it's pretty crazy that I just sat down and had an idea with a guy that I really like and think is funny, and now I'm doing theaters. Like, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to me. I know, Dave. It's so like, it's the first thing that I've done that's, like, become a thing. It's cool. It's yeah, awesome. right? Yeah. I'm yeah. really, I'm really, uh, I'm trying to take it in and enjoy it. I've never really done anything that hasn't worked, but <laughs> I... <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I, actually, if you're in LA, I, I'm doing set list tomorrow night at Meltdown. Uh, I'm sticking around for an extra week. I had to do a couple of meetings and stuff, so uh, I was lucky enough to be put on the line a lineup for uh, tomorrow night. Troy Conrad uh, slipped me on there, so that's a it's a really strong lineup. Uh, Matt Brunger's on, and uh, oh, anyway, I looked at it before. <laughs> There's heaps of good people, and now I can't remember any of them. <laughs> But anyway, heaps of good people on the set list show. And uh, so that's a meltdown uh, Saturday night. Do you have any gigs or anything else you want to tell people about? I don't have anything. Can I just say, have you seen the the poster that Fosdyke made? Yeah, for the Nick Kelly one. It's amazing. Oh, he's it? so good. and it, he, uh, mind, Mind-blowing. Yeah. He's, he's doing a comic strip for us now on uh, Fofop, oh, yeah. Fofop, Fofop. So every two weeks, if you're a Patreon subscriber to the $10 level, yeah. he uh, does – you get a little – like he does his three kind of, you know, the beat sort of – 
comic strip yeah. that's out of the episode, but also, and they're amazing. They're really worth it, but it's also a good way to support James for all the kind of, you know, free stuff or cheap stuff he's done. Like he's at a point in his career also where he needs to get paid a little bit more and he has yep. some like, you know, he has, you know, a kid and all sorts of things. So we tried to put in a level there that you can kind of support not only us, but also, you know, help support James and him doing stuff for, for everybody. So um, check that out. Uh, and, all right, and he's going to be—he's the artist on our book, which comes out next year. Oh, awesome! His yeah. Author, oh my god! Every time he draws something, I'm just like, that's amazing. Well, there's this. Uh, anyway, you, I'll, it would take me too long to explain the image, but for people who are fans of my football podcast, two guys, uh, one cup, uh, he did a great image um, of Eddie Maguire uh, uh, based on the Nicky Wimmer thing. P- only some people understand what that is, but it's brilliant. Check it out on the Facebook page, uh, and if you want to support the podcast, support it on Patreon. That is the place to do it. Uh, so um, there is a bunch of new levels and some new prizes and things like that, but that's the best way to support the podcast and make sure they come out uh we've got new footy ones coming out uh, weekly again at the moment now that i'm back and uh we also have um weekly toe fops coming out again now we had a little break but uh, while i was lost luggage etc but we're back uh <laughs> oh, we never talked about that oh yeah we didn't get to the luggage well for another time yeah and uh philosophy i don't know maybe it'll come back at some stage but i just don't know I was almost going to... it will. It's a really good podcast. I know, but I just... It's so hard to hard do. Hard to squeeze in. And it's hard to find the time to do it. And it's like one of those things I kind of require two hours of someone and it's yeah. hard to ask someone for two hours. And I... And anyway, I was, I've been trying to do one with Tim Minchin. Like we've been exchanging uh-huh. emails for like two years. Yeah. And we almost did one last week. It got as close as it ever has. <laughs> but this is how long we've been trying to do it. In the old days, it was just me and Tim, you know, messaging each other about it. And now it's And now it's through his assistant. <laughs> <laughs> his assistant at DreamWorks now answers my podcast bothers. <laughs> yeah. Things have changed a yeah, little bit. I'm yeah, I'm still sending my emails. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, all right. Thank you very much, Dave. Oh, you haven't signed out because we did a little sign-out package uh, recently of your sign-out. So uh, you, we need a new sign-out for today. Fuff exit. Exit. <laughs>